you know, there, there's there's winning with grace, and then there's winning by taking a pot shot, Tom. I don't know. Did you see that last night? A couple nights ago when the Spurs lost to the Grizzlies, Grizzlies Twitter decided to rub it in with that that meme, Toy Story meme saying there's L's everywhere. I mean, you think saucy on social media. That's and, that's not I that's mean, not the first time they pulled that stunt though. That's the second time they win at San Antonio. My thing is, like, listen, I, I understand the success is fun, they're doing well, but uh one mean better. Because that that looks like a rookie sophomore year meme at best to me, uh, <laughs> and you know you you just these this is a game in in late January against a team that's that's well under five hundred. I don't know it, they they push you to the very last moments of it. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe just uh, hey bummer that wasn't on ESPN. That kind of you know <laughs> was annoying you a lot. for all of us. Yeah. The, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies fans, Spurs fans, handshake me and be annoyed at that game on ESPN. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. And that other guy you're hearing talking about Memphis's little pot shot at the Spurs is my colleague over at Ken's 5 San Antonio, Tom Petrini. And yeah, Tom, by the way, I was trending a couple days ago. I don't know if you saw that in the United States. I did. I did. Apparently in a past life, you were a wonderful quarterback. I had no idea. You're a man of many talents, sir. <laughs> I, it caught me off guard when I saw that. And I, you know, here's like, a, here's oh, a, man, which one, which story was it that, that got well, everybody all mad? <laughs> I, 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 my, my first thought was maybe, maybe, I mean, this was a reach though. It was the DeJounte Murray pink shoes thing. Cause that kind of got a little traction mm-hmm. during the Memphis game. I go, there's no way United States. I would have gotten this at San Antonio. Okay, fine. But no, everybody, it wasn't me, just a former San Francisco 49ers quarterback that shares the same name. So my hopes were dashed, Tom. But hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Something. I'll sure. take it. Any, any sure. publicity is good publicity, you know? Abs- absolutely. What are, uh, what are we talking about today on Lockdown Spurs? We're going to be diving into the latest uh, rumor mills, what's churning out there as the NBA tread- deadline is coming. Got a white, purple. City Osman, yeah, we'll talk about that. Also, Tom is going to uh, talk about Jakob Pertle. He has some little tidbits, some facts that you need to be aware about. The big man in the middle. And then round it off with a quick, quick uh, preview of tonight's Spurs-Bulls game. Welcome back to Mar DeRozan. Let's dive into this. The uh, Bleacher Reports reporter Jake Fisher uh, a couple days ago uh, did a, kind of a rumor dump. And within that dump, uh, the Spurs were mentioned. Um, let's start off with the big one that we talked about right before we hit the record button. Cause I think the other two we can pretty dismiss pretty fast is that is Jakob Pertl. Fisher did confirm that the Raptors uh, did inquire about the availability of Pertl, but, uh, the Spurs, uh, at least according to the report said that any type of deal with Pertl is going to come with a price tag. That, that, that makes sense, Tom. I get that. I know you're going to dive into the numbers in a bit, but my takeaway from that was, you know what? He's not untouchable. It just takes a, a, a hefty price to get him. Uh, Tom, your thoughts? Well, I think in today's NBA, untouchable is a, a pretty high bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're talking about players in this league who are truly untouchable in any sort of trade, um, you know, 
I don't know, that, that list has maybe 20 guys on it, 25, yeah. uh, if that. So, you know, it, it, wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that there's interest in Pirtle. One, uh, he would solve a lot of problems for that Toronto team that's making a push in the Eastern Conference right now. Absolutely. Um, and obviously he's from that program. They, they're familiar with him. They're comfortable with him. They like him. Um, and he's, he's doing all of the important things on the court for the Spurs other than shoot the ball, really. Mm-hmm. So um, he's definitely got value. Um, I, I don't know what the Spurs would want in return, uh, for Jakob Pertl. Mm-hmm. Um, it would likely be a future focused deal, but we've seen the Spurs this year really struggle at the center position when Pertl is out of the game. Yeah. So if the Spurs were to trade Jakob Pertl and not get a return that would help them immediately, um, mm-hmm. I think. I think that would basically be a white flag move. And it's not something that I expect the Spurs to do uh, mm-hmm. at this point in the season. Yeah. Uh, and Alberto, he's having a career season um, spike in, in, in offensive numbers, uh, you know, for about 14 points per game as it's of this recording, you know, still one of the um, uh, best uh, centers in the league. As a matter of fact, go to Ken's com slash Spurs right now, read an article of what Joel Embiid had to say about the uh, portal. And basically, in a nutshell, he's called him. He's very underrated. And that's coming from who will likely be the, the NBA MVP. Uh, definitely underrated. Definitely one of the best in the league. You know, offensive rebound check, defensive rebound check, all around. You know, you did mention it. Only thing is that he just cannot uh, hit an outside shot. Nevertheless, though, yeah, I get it. I get why the Spurs won a lot in the return or as the reports that they haul back because he is that good. But ultimately, Tom, I don't. See the Spurs moving away from him. I think the deal or any offer would have to really floor Brian, right? You know, like what? Like this is the no-brainer. Let's do it because I think he factors into their long-term plans, right? And if the Spurs have learned anything in dealing with uh, the Raptors over the last couple of years is that they don't really make super bad deals. Uh, they're they're pretty uh, pretty stingy with their assets, um, and so. Uh, they're they're playing well. It's it's hard to believe that they would give up a ton in right. a deal for Pirtle right now. I look at I look at the Spurs and I know they're in a rebuild and I get it that these are quality assets, Pirtle included. Um, but you know, just moving away from Pirtle for a little bit. I mean, can, who would you cl- classify as the untouchables on this team? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I I think that Dejounte Murray. Um, has played his way into being nearly untouchable for the Spurs, unless they're trading him for another untouchable guy. You know, that's the thing what, about untouchable, right? Everybody's untouchable until they start getting touched. <laughs> for, for, lack better, for lack of a better term, like you know, it's if if there was a, a superstar that the Spurs wanted that became available in a, you know, holdout situation, might they consider trading DeJounte Murray? I don't know. Um, again, anything they would get for DeJounte Murray would have to be an yeah. absolute steal. When Horst was talking the other day on Hoop Collective about, uh, you know, teams around the league are taking notice of his incredible season and, you know, putting offer sheets together or, or offers together for the Spurs. Um 
you know, maybe for the off season, but any of those offers would really have to make sense for the Spurs to walk away from a guy who's doing everything that John Murray is doing this season. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I look at the Spurs. I just don't see them moving away from Proto, at least not right now. Not right now. Right. I mean, the last thing this young team needs is a big shakeup like that. You know, they, the, the, the players enjoy playing with uh, Proto. Doug McDermott talks about how great he is for his game, that is with those screens, uh, you know, the open looks. Uh, we know he runs the pick and roll well with DeJounte Murray. Proto talked about the chemistry that Murray and, and he have on the floor. So I think, yeah, a, a major move like this to a young core that's getting wet behind the ears, getting their feet wet, moving forward, learning. I think I think that just, bold, just wouldn't, it wouldn't do well for their development, Tom. Yeah, I totally agree. And DeJounte yeah. Murray as well, like on both ends of the floor, just – Murray and Jakob Pertl, I think you could say, have been the two most important Spurs this year. Absolutely. Um, and w- without question. And so um, those are foundational pieces that are good to develop the kind of talent that the Spurs are developing around them. So um, I-, I think for right now, at least as far as those pieces go, the Spurs stand back. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. And you know, also in that same uh, report uh, from Bleacher Report, uh, the Spurs, you know, made a phone call to Cleveland uh, for Seti Osman. Uh, again, you know, if anything, you know, such a minor move, and he's a swingman as well. You know, the Spurs got a bunch of swing guys on their roster. Uh, he, you know. He's interesting, yeah, because you know he he's, he's averaged ten points per game or more uh, for his last four seasons. You know. Uh, like, even though he's not a big blocks per game guy, I I feel like every year he has multiple like just ridiculous chase down blocks that LeBron mm-hmm. must have just imprinted on him. Right. Um, and you know, spaces the floor reasonably well. Uh, career thirty five percent shooter. Um, I it would be a small move. It would be um, you know, he's only six seven. And mm-hmm. the Spurs are playing a guy at power forward right now, and Doug McDermott, who's six seven, fits like a similar profile, shoots more, shoots better, obviously, um, but doesn't really help the Spurs with their problem right now of um, getting boards and shoring up that mm-hmm. front court, especially um, you know in on, on the bench. Yeah, uh, another move then perhaps you know if Cleveland were to just uh, release them, you know, if they can't make a deal, 
you know, then the Spurs can chase him that way. You know, again, uh, you know, considering the position he plays, I think the Spurs are okay. And look, at the end of the day, once we were talking, once we finished, we're talking about the White um, report. You know, this is what NBA teams should be doing with a trade deadline looming. You know, you're going to get on the phone call. Brian Wright is absolutely going to get on the phone and call Toronto or New York or Brooklyn or Cleveland. That's the nature of their job. And yes, these reports are going to surface. So take it with a grain of salt because they're doing their due diligence right now. This is what GMs do. This is what teams do. Uh, moving forward in this opening segment here on Lockdown Spurs with Tom Petrini. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Real Tom Petrini. Uh, do it right now. And finally, uh, the last report, Derek White, uh, Atlanta Hawks, supposedly the Hawks he made a phone call to the, the uh, Spurs about the guard. You know, the whole John Collins deal looks like they're still trying to work out a deal to get him out of Atlanta. Again, that one is interesting because, um, oh, one, White definitely factors into the youth movement, you know, especially this season, developing, learning. He is kind of the quote-unquote elder statement, even though he's hella young. And, you know, the better defensive guard on the floor, you know, picks up those charges. We know about that. Uh, you know, all in all, you know, I, I don't see the Spurs, you know, making a move away from White. If they entertain that, it'll have to maybe be in the offseason, Tom. Well, I mean... I'm I'm less sure about that one than I I was about uh, some some of the other you know mm-hmm. reports and scale, but because Atlanta, if if you really don't think it's going to work with John Collins and you want re- reportedly they want a starting caliber player and a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're the Spurs, do you entertain a package that's that looks like Derek White, Thad Young, who gives them a veteran mm-hmm. cap flexibility moving forward, and this year's pick, a, a deal like that for a, a guy like John Collins. I don't know if it's something that the Spurs would pull the trigger on, but I think it's something that they might have to consider uh, just given the caliber of Collins as a player um and the way he would immediately fit a need for the Spurs team. Um yeah. so this this one's kind of interesting to me. Um I I love the way Derek White plays with the Spurs team and think that he's been um you know very important, great teammate, um one of the better passers on this team. Uh, valuable to the Hawks for all the same reasons he's valuable yep. to to San Antonio right now. Yep. Uh, he hasn't been playing great this season. He hasn't been playing like Bubble Derek White, who I think everybody got really excited about, um, and is still in there somewhere. Um, he just hasn't been shooting the rock very well. Um, and you know, again, like. I feel like we're always talking about health with Derek White and his ability to stay on the floor because he's always getting banged up. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not a trade machine guy. You know, like me and Jeff, we we talk to these these human beings, you know, fairly regularly. So, uh, it's that's not an area that I like to play too much. But um, 
if the Hawks are motivated to get a move done, this is something that, you know, when I wrote my big John Collins thing over the summer, I, I said maybe the, the Hawks just bring him back because they have to do it. But maybe they're not doing so good. And maybe they have to, you know, get away from some of this salary. And it might not be John Collins, but it could be a guy like Danilo Gallinari, um, yeah. who would also be interesting with this person. So um, Atlanta is, I think, I think any sort of trade with Atlanta wouldn't shock me. I know Spurs were Spurs fans were disappointed that uh, Cam Reddish didn't come to San Antonio, and now he's right. you know not he's playing in garbage time for the Knicks, which is you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Knicks. He 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 also <laughs> would have been interesting to see and good to see in a Spurs uniform, I think, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm keeping an eye on the Hawks, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The the Spurs and uh, Collins have been linked uh, many times in the past, so not too surprising to hear their name pop up again. With White, say what you will about his three point shooting, and yes, it is bad. Uh, currently at twenty nine percent. Last season he shot thirty four percent, but he's still, you know, at least within the um, the three point arc, you know, he's still shooting about forty two percent. It's not terrible, you know, it's not good. But uh, leading the team in assists, I believe, or at least one of the better facilitators, 5.6 assists per game right now and uh, 14.2 points per game. You got to remind you that the numbers of at least scoring production went down because some guy named DeJounte Murray's having himself a season. So, yeah, the more of the touch is going to go to him. That's, that's what happens. Uh, but, yeah, it, it is interesting to see, you know, what the Spurs will do, you know, if these reports since – last year to now about them seeking John Collins and they're linked to John Collins and they're making calls to John Collins, you know, will they, you know, is he still somebody high on their radar, still high on their list and uh, chasing them. So keep an eye on that too. And plus, if you do lose a guy like Derek white in a, in a trade Tom, you know, you know, know, there's a guy named Primo you can bring in, you know, to play, you know, the big guard position. They, I know from talking to him and talking with the Austin Spurs head coach, that's one thing that they're really forcing him to do in Austin right now is learning to be a better facilitator, something he re- didn't get to do a lot of at Alabama. The thing is, if the Spurs are to get John Collins in a trade, that to me is like, you know, people make, teams make trades for different reasons. And that to me is a, a win now-ish move for mm-hmm the Spurs like that you don't you don't bring in you don't trade away assets to bring in a guy on a contract like that if you're planning to be you know middling or worse for several years and so or or even really for this season so I'm I'm I think that might like if the Spurs are really confident that Josh Primo can come in and, you know, Trey Jones and, you know, other, you know, even Lonnie Walker uh, take advantage of the uh, absence of a guy like Derek White with replacing him with John Collins. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's something that the Spurs would do at this point, but I mean, yeah. If if in this uh, hypothetical universe the Spurs bring in John Collins uh, in a deal like that, you would definitely see uh, more minutes for all those guys I mentioned. Yeah, 
Primo Jones and whatnot. You know, keep in mind that uh, Derek White does have a very, very uh, hefty uh, contract that he carried with him. You know, I think he's due 18 this year, 19 next year. I think it caps out at 21 million in the final year of his deal. So I think that's the 2024, 25 season. So keep that in mind, you know, it, 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 you know, that's a lot of money, but Hey, you know, that's an expiring contract for any team looking to get another cap eventually uh, with white. Now uh, let's go to switch gears. Now I'll talk about more about Yaka Pirtle. And in case you haven't gone to Ken's five.com slash Spurs right now, go do it right now. Tom has an excellent, uh, how would you call it? An article slash video yeah. presentation. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a big fun play. It's, it's a, a big fun play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tell, us, for you. tell us what you what you found out about Pirtle. What, what, what did you uncover? Some numbers, some stats that will just make Spurs fans want to go check out kins5.com right now. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. So uh, one thing that I noticed, obviously we, we all know that Hurdle isn't exactly like a, a dynamo offensively. He does a lot of important things on offense, but he's not a guy that you uh, typically will like clear out and give him the ball in the post. But the Spurs have been running an old LaMarcus Aldridge favorite to get him mismatches in the post. Uh and Derek White kind of takes that play to a different level uh, because basically uh, it's a, a screen to get Pirtle cutting to the basket. And uh, if you run the play all the way through, he should wind up getting a simple post-entry pass with a smaller defender on him. Uh, but White is a guy who can throw a lob over the top in the middle of the play right as he's cutting to the basket. and uh, you know, sometimes against the Rockets, Pirtle got an easy dunk on it. Um, so it's easy, it's interesting to see the Spurs uh, trying to make it easier for Pirtle to unlock that part of his game. Um, and, you know, it, obviously he's not LaMarcus Aldridge, but a play that worked for him is working for Pearl as well. Um, you know, before the show, uh, we were talking about uh, – <clears throat> Spurs centers seasons and um, this season Pirtle averaging 13 and nine the Spurs that have done that uh, Tim Duncan 16 times uh, David Robinson 10 times uh, Larry Keenan four times Artis Gilmore three times and Terry Cummings and Lamarcus Aldridge each did it once um, so as, as far as Spurs big men go he's putting up 
production that's at a, at a pretty high level. Um, and, you know, just watching all of the things that he does on the court every night, um, earning praise from Pop, from his teammates, going toe-to-toe with guys like Embiid and, you know, scoring. And, you know, not not just doing his best to limit him, um, but going back at him a little bit. It's it's fun to see. Yeah. I, I mean, he, you know, Jakob Pertl definitely up there, you know, that's a very important piece for San Antonio. The numbers show it, just as Tom just showed it right now. How important he is for this squad explains why he's going to come with an expensive price tag if the Spurs want to, you know, entertain any trades. I was going to ask you, Tom, with Pertl's, I guess, rise, you know, his ascent this season, I think it, it caught everybody off guard. I wasn't expecting the offensive production. You know, because, you know, time and time again ahead of the season, since he's come to San Antonio, he's talked about being a better offensive player. And, you know, it's come up short until this season. Um, does because of the way Murray is playing right now from this point of the season moving on, can this team survive with just Murray kind of holding it down? You know, or is or that one two punch so critical for this team? They have to be on the court as much as they can together. I I think that as as good as Pirtle has been, the drop off to you know Eubanks and uh, Landale has been pronounced, um, and so unless the Spurs would get back a piece that would immediately fill the hole created by a trade that dealt one of those guys, um, it would be struggle town. It would be. Yeah. It would be rough. It would be, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this, but, I mean, the deadline is approaching, right? And the Spurs yep. are, uh, at this point, still very much in play for the play-in, but also, uh, as the losses continue to pile up, approaching more top-four pick territories. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if... I think that the obviously the Spurs' actions at the deadline will tell us more about their intentions than they ever would with words. Um, so we're we're just gonna have to see, I guess, what direction they're moving. What did you make of that Bryn Forbes move? That's just simply a favor to Bryn. To, hey, you know, get just get yourself another deep chase uh, in the playoffs, or is that a sign that yeah, you know? Maybe we're going to start giving Jones a more burn. We're going to start giving Primo more time eventually um, yeah, this well, season. We're already seeing uh, Jones get some more burn and, and play yeah. pretty well, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think for um, for the Spurs, they signed Bryn with an idea that – this is just me speculating. I think they signed him with the, an idea that if – we're overperforming and we need his sort of help off the bench. He'll be useful. Regardless of how we do, he's somebody who has the system. He's now an NBA champion. He's, uh, crazily enough, in San Antonio, nobody would have believed it six years ago. But Bryn Forbes, actually a valuable veteran presence for this team. So they brought him in. He did his job. And... They sent him to go get passes from another MVP. So 
uh, I, I think it worked out for everybody involved. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, but, you know, and um, but going back to uh, the Pirtle uh, topic right now, yeah, I, I've been impressed with his play. You know, seeing him in person, I you 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 don't really appreciate just how big he is until you see him in person. He's a big dude, and yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, you know, he's a big guy. So physically, he has the you know, the physical skills. Uh, we forget he was a top ten pick. He was a top ten pick, and he's playing like it now under San Antonio. And uh, he's the system fits well for him. You know, he's so vital for this team. Uh, you know, when you get the respect from Joel Embiid, you know that that I mean, what more can you, what more can you get? You want, you know, for just to see how key he is for San Antonio. I um, I look at I look at Pirtle and. You know, I, I know we we're going to talk about this, but just quick, what do you think he ranks among San Antonio centers in, in historically? You think, you know, obviously he's not going to be more than Robinson. You know, you know, we know he's going to get the top spot. Do you think he vault? He's he, vaulted over a guy like Splitter, or you know, wh- wh- how do you think he, he he will fall? I think it depends uh, if you count Tim Duncan as a center. <laughs> uh, which I mean, which he did like, play center for, for half of his career. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I, I think that in terms of his play right now, um, he's operating obviously not at a, a similar level of Tim Duncan or David Robinson, but um, I, I think he's working his way to the top of the tier below that, um, which is impressive given the, the number of, um, you know, really solid centers who have come through here. Um, he's, he's popping a little bit and coming into his own. And, yeah, if, if he can unlock a little bit more of that offensive game uh, on more than just cuts to the basket, um, you know, he, he can elevate himself further. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I sent that out in the Twitter universe and asked Spurs fans, you know, your thoughts, like, where do you think Pearl ultimately would rank if he does stay for the long term or even currently? And uh, some actually struggle. They say that Splitter is still a better big than he is right now. But, I mean, uh, the you know, the overall I mean, follow-up to that was that, oh, but Pearl should surpass him soon. Um, yeah, that was tough because – yeah, that that one's fair. It, it's tough in the sense like because you you see what he's doing right now that be Pirtle, but you forget because it's, it's been so long how important Spurs was for that championship run, especially in the finals. I mean, so oh, yeah, yeah. and and similar styles of play. Honestly, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, big men who who play below the rim sometimes, uh, but like, I mean, per, Pirtle this if if the question is who had a better career at this point if the question is uh you know who do you take in their prime to to slot in at center um you know i i think that there might be a, a stronger argument for purtle there all right if you want to weigh in on that debate splitter purtle where does purtle rank uh make sure to follow uh, me on twitter at jeff g spurs zone and don't forget to follow tom on twitter as well at real tom petrini and check out kens5.com slash spurs a lot of stuff coming out left and right you got to keep up with us you got to keep I, I, I think spurs fans are doing pretty good at keeping up with us over there kens five tom yeah we, we keep good. up with the spurs you just got to keep yeah. up with us thank you I that's, think that's better. a better slogan baby 
I love it. I love it. I'm going to hang up and talk to marketing. I'm going to get Don on the line. Well, let's let's let Tom get out of this episode of Lockdown Spurs. He can do that right now. Spurs and Bulls hook up tonight. It is the return of DeMar DeRozan to San Antonio. A lot of Spurs uh, after the uh, loss to Memphis. We're looking forward to tonight's game. You know, DeJounte Murray really, really was just expressing how happy he is to see DeMar DeRozan happy in Chicago, saying that he made the right decision for him to leave San Antonio, you know, and land with Chicago. Um, Yaka Pirtle, you know, same thing. Everybody's excited for tonight's game. Uh, before we get into the game, though, you know, are you excited to see DeMar coming back to San Antonio? Oh, yeah, of course. I don't, I yeah. don't want to hear a single bad word about DeMar DeRozan. He's Thank you, Tom. Person. Fantastic basketball player. Uh, I hope the crowd, and I think the crowd, will give him a standing ovation. Um, yeah, tremendous vet for all of these guys. DeJounte said he talks to him every day, and mm-hmm. I believe that because um, those are two of the most uh, genuine people I've, I've talked to and the pleasure of covering this team. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah. And wa- watching DeMar this year, uh, a lot of people are going to say, like, oh, he was doing this last year in San Antonio. It, he wasn't. He he was doing great last year in San Antonio. He deserved to be an all-star last year in San Antonio. But this year he deserves to be an all-star starter. Um, and, um, you know, he's he's having, I think, the best year of his career. So uh, watching him play has been a joy. Listening to him speak has been a joy. I'm writing something right now on uh, just his return to him as a person. So keep an eye out for that on KenSlide.com. There you go. Make sure you keep an eye on that from time and make sure to follow him, his Twitter. So when he uh, puts it out, there's you to check out the bulls come in to San Antonio with a 30 and 17 record, uh, second in the East on the road. They've won 13 out of 24 games and are averaging about 108 point games on the road in the last five, three games. That is uh, they're two and one. And in the last five, they're three and two. Uh, it's going to be a tough out for San Antonio. You know, you just hope that this Spurs team just does what it did versus Memphis and just give Chicago all that fight to the bitter end, Tom. Absolutely. All they can do. And, you know, the the more games like that where they fight against great competition, the better. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you're seeing that progress. You know, you're, you're, you're seeing the Spurs maintaining that competitiveness. Popovich, you know, for as much as, you know, he probably wants to rip into them, he can't really because he's seen this team just put up fights uh, game in game out. Have they had their stinkers? Of course they have, but all NBA teams go through that couple of games where you're like, what are you doing? You lose it to this team. But for the most part, the Spurs, I think their, their point differential is still one of the best in the league. Uh, Tom, I, I haven't checked lately, but I believe well, that's true. So it's, it's better than it had been for them uh, last year. And, I, I think in the uh, the blowout over the Rockets, uh, they said during the broadcast that the Spurs' point differential to that point in the season had gotten up to even. So for a team okay. to be, what, you know, 13, 14 games under 500 and to have a near even point differential, what does that tell you? That tells you that they're getting blowout wins, they're losing close, uh, and, you know, if you, if you look at the, the results that the Spurs have had over the course of the season, they've, they've had a lot of close losses, 
uh, and they've had a lot of losses that were right there against great teams. So uh, to, to me, that's indicative of a team that is uh, maybe not right there, but way closer than their record indicates. Absolutely. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan back in the AT&T Center going up against his former team. Expect that uh, video dedication, Tim, uh, to be a good one. You know, Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge was really good. DeMar should mm-hmm. rank up there. Make even James Harden jealous. He's jealous, Tom. You hear about that? He's jealous of, of, a, of a video tribute to the former Spurs. Uh, hey, hey, I think even when the Spurs gave Dirk Nowitzki a tr- of tribute it, it moved him to tears so i i get yeah. it james harden i get it james harden you're jealous you know spurs know how to do it right um but I hope, yeah I, I, when they do uh, james harden's tribute video it's just the manu block on on a loop just over that over and over like, and over that's a minute and a half with the benny hill theme song and then and, oh, and, james harden and like yeah. maybe like a clown car horn and and then when Manu uh, gets enshrined, because we know he's going to get enshrined. If he doesn't, you know the, the <laughs> tables are going to be flipped. Uh, but that that photo should be next to him in his uh, place at the uh, Naismith. Just a photo of him blocking James Harden, just so nasty and clean too. <laughs> I went back to watch it; it was a clean block, no ball. It's it's amazing that in a in a career as storied as Manu Ginobili's, a moment in a a non-final game in a year where they didn't win the finals is so iconic, especially the Spurs fans. And I think that speaks not just to how iconic Manu Ginobili is, but also to how much Spurs fans thoroughly despise the Houston Rockets <laughs> and James Harden. So, that is I mean, hilarious. That's, that's beautiful to me. That is awesome. Yeah, so if you're going to be at the AT&T Center tonight, uh, enjoy, you know, give DeMar DeRozan a rounding, uh, a big, big, big applause because he definitely deserves it. It's going to be a great night. Hopefully the Spurs can uh, ruin his return and get that W. But if not, hey, you know, the Spurs, at least hopefully they'll be competitive and give the uh, people in the stands uh, a show. We're done talking. We want to hear from you. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to Kens5.com slash Spurs. Check out all the latest news and articles, podcasts, the Big Fun podcast. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, check out um, Tom's uh, article about uh, Pirtle and, and some of the schemes they run. Uh, it's called the Big. What is it called? The Big Fun Play. I think that's what you named Big it. Big Fun Play, baby. We're gonna do yeah. it more regularly. Yeah, and check I've, that I'm out. Some fun with the whiteboard, except it's not a whiteboard. <laughs> Hey, um, speaking of which, did you see uh, we got a shout-out during the Spurs game about DeJounte Murray's shoes, his pink shoes? Did you check that out? I I did. Uh, I love the shoes, first of all. I, I can't believe that DeJounte Murray has me on a New Balance wave. Like That's still messed up to me that I allowed that to happen to myself. But uh, I, I was uh, very, very happy watching, watching the broadcast here, and that shout-out from Land one of uh, somebody who have, uh, we've had the pleasure of working with a little bit uh, yeah. and alongside. So he's uh, he's a cool dude and and uh, glad to see you get the shot on that. 
If you want to see what the big deal was about in those sneakers, make sure to go to kimsfight.com slash spurs. Look for DeJounte Murray and his daughter. Yes, those are sneakers that he custom made uh, to honor his daughter. The whole story is there. I actually spoke to him about about his shoes out in in New York City after the uh, Spurs game versus the Knicks. Uh, Needless to say, he was very happy to talk about it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Go check it's it out. It's got to be right the coolest now. thing in the world having a sneaker deal, man. You'd never be able to shut me up about it. And, and, you know, and I know you, 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 I think, I think you put it out there on Twitter or you asked me, but the, the, to answer your question and to everybody's question who were asking me the other night about the shoes, no, they are not for sale. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I know, Tom. Yeah. I know you. If I petition New Balance, do you think they'll, they'll make a limited run? Yeah, but I don't think it'll have his daughter's name on there. Like just the colorway, but minus yeah. the initial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want shoes about Dejounte Murray's daughter. I want Dejounte Murray's shoes. He like- has his own special meaning for him. But I just think they're dope shoes because they are. I can't believe New Balance is making dope shoes. Like this timeline is so messed up. The world we're living in is so crazy, and I think that. Maybe all of it can be traced back to New Balance saying, you know what? We're going to be cool now. It just screwed up the balance of everything. Remember when Kawhi Leonard inked a deal with uh, New Balance after he left San Antonio and his first friends were like, never again. Never again. I'm going to wear a New Balance. And here we are, Tom. Here we are. I think, well, if, if I saw Spurs fans saying that, I would have been like, wait, you were wearing New Balance? You know, like, but damn, the shoes are cool, though. I can't even lie. Did you see those ones that that he's been wearing lately? They're like they're all all white colorway with the N kind of in a black and pink scheme. Yeah. Though those have not come out yet. Those are the ones I'm looking forward to. They all look nice, man. I'm I'm somewhat mad about it, but they're also comfortable playing. So, you know, great art support. I can't I can't be mad. I'm mad that I can't be mad. And with that you know, I'm out. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, we thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first listen each and every day. Spurs, Bulls tonight. Check out Locked On Bulls. See what's going on in their neck of the woods. So for Tom Petrini, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.